that was the J-Cut, and this is the K-Cut. This is a B-roll. Um, the, the morning after reaction to the 94th Academy Awards, and I've got to say, I feel like doing it the day afterwards is a little bit late because you lose the freshness of the ceremony. But at the same time, I feel like we, we needed a minute because... Uh, Oh boy, that was a lot. Uh, not only was the 94th Academy Awards um, as messy as we predicted, it was actually quite messier and um, easily the most predictable of the Academy Awards in recent memory outside of one particular event. So um, joining me, we have Rachel and James. We've spent almost two months watching every nominee. And it all boiled down to this. How did we feel about uh, whatever that was? <laughs> I'm still very confused. And I actually don't... Like, a lot of the evening was just forgettable, which is kind of depressing. Yeah, I feel like um, we're going to get into everything. Uh, we've got a little bit of a set schedule. I don't know I don't know if that makes us more uh, organized than the Academy Awards, but it might. Um, yeah, we... Uh, we have a, a lot to get through. It's going to be similar to what we did last year. Um, unfortunately, our pal Gietity is not joining us, and instead of trying to do last-minute hasty decisions, we figured we'd just uh, do it ourselves and um, uh, go through this uh, confusing journey uh, together. So, right before... Okay, bef actually, let's, uh, let's kick things off the way that the Academy did with the highlighting of their... Uh, not so good decision making. So, uh, as we've complained about before, they've done a lot of things to try and spruce up this year, including a fan favorite film, an Oscar cheer moment, uh, you know, where you could vote in and you know for your favorite films and for uh, you know cheer worthy sequences. Um, you know, the decision to have three hosts is when they previously had none, and of course the axing of three categories from the live broadcast where they were going to show the taped results, but that was highlighted by the fact that the Academy kind of farted out a couple of tweets about all of the winners right before the ceremony, completely stripping, you know, the spontaneity out of all of these uh, moments when they were given the spotlight during the ceremony. So first off, how do we feel about this? Okay, you've just listed like seven things, so, um, okay. Um, okay, the cutting of the ceremony it didn't even make the ceremony shorter because they put them in anyway so i don't know what all the fuss was about and why they courted this kind of um smackdown on themselves so to speak i shouldn't have used that phrase okay uh wind up okay so what i don't understand about this is that they generally just put the categories back in the show anyway and it maybe saved them like 30 seconds on each category so why did they have all that blowback and go through all of that for a decision that really didn't even limit the length of the ceremony at all and i think it was a total slap in the face not to or to tweet the results right before the show because then it took all the suspense out of it Mm -hmm. That's what I was referring to specifically, because we've discussed everything else before, but like specifically the tweeting before, which, uh, again, you have so many bad decisions, but like you had to toss in one more right before the Oscars. I mean, James, how do you feel about this? I, I thought it was pointless. It ran over anyway. So what was the point of, because certain other things just got longer. <laughs> I, I think they could have cut, you know... The hosts didn't help it. They could have cut all that stuff and the runtime would have been fine. It's about the awards. I don't know why they tried it. It's not a comedy show. 
I don't know why they're trying to make it so much so. And I don't think the host did that bad a job, really. They were energetic. They were fun. They had a couple of good lines. The one thing I really hated from the hosting was the joke about the fake COVID test. Because first of all, you don't joke about somebody having COVID, even if it's very obviously a joke, because like, that's a horrible thing. And second, it was basically sexually harassing all of these actors. And it was just gross, and it should not have been used. But other than that, the hosting, I didn't mind so much. And even if it wasn't problematic, which it definitely was for all the reasons that you listed, you know, this is still a time where people are actually dying of COVID. Um, that's still a thing. Um, and of course, you know, the, the boy brought up about uh, it being just creepy. Um, it was just awkwardly written and done as well. So it wasn't even like there was like something funny about it. It was overlong and just awkward. And it, it just... You know, it helped kick off, kick off the night in a very uncomfortable fashion. So the two of you are bringing up the fact that, um, you know, the decision to cut these awards was meant to save time, and it didn't actually save time. And you couldn't be more correct. This was, I believe, the most overlong Oscars in recent memory, where it ran over by, I think, like 45 minutes or something ridiculous. So even with all of this and all of these promises for a slimmer, more trimmed ceremony right on time, it was over by 45 minutes. And I think 30 of those minutes were Will Smith's speech, but we'll get into that in, you know, later. Uh, but, uh, you know, th that's the point. You did all of this stuff for apparently good reasons, and yet you did not abide by them whatsoever, Academy. Yeah, it was... Also, I think with the hosts, I didn't really care for the jokes, but also, it seems like... I mean, I, obviously, the point we're going to get into later, that was a, a big part of the night and seemed to me the only thing that we talked about. I think there was a lot of cheap shots by those hosts and certain jokes that I just thought were inappropriate. Like, I mean, that uh, the joke about the last duel I thought was extremely uncalled for. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like, uh, you know, if the House of Gucci had made a bigger splash and was up for Best Picture and stuff, you know, the joke could be this was the the one Ridley Scott movie that people didn't care for. But at the end of the day, The Last Jewel, while it's not my favorite film of the year, is actually, uh, you know, not to be this guy, but a hell of a lot better than what we've seen from either three of these hosts in recent memory. So, you know, what's why are you attacking people who aren't even there? I thought the hosts actually did a pretty reasonable job in terms of everything. The only thing I really didn't like was the segment with COVID testing with Regina Hull. And other than that, I thought their energy was really great. Just that segment was really awful because A, joking about having COVID is a bad thing. And B, that was pretty gross towards the male actors. Um, but other than that, I don't want to put the blame on Schumer, Hall, or Suggs because they were good. I'd say just next year, pick one. Pick one, absolutely. Secondly, uh, you know, for all the reasons that you said, it was extremely problematic, you know, that one running joke. But even if it wasn't problematic, it was just done awkwardly and over long. And uh, to the point of what both of you were saying, that, you know, we, we they made some creative decisions to try and slim down the Academy Awards. Um, this actually was not only over long, the entire ceremony, which went against what they were promising, but it was the most overlong, I think perhaps in recent memory or even ever. I think it was like 45 minutes overlong, which is astonishing. What about the fan favorite and the cheer moments? Did you, or, and the extra stuff like we don't talk about Bruno. Did you guys think that played out okay? Well, here's the thing about the fan favorites. Uh, 
it's weird because I feel like once they opened this Pandora's box, they were trying to, you know, accrue a bunch of viewers who maybe wouldn't have been interested anyway. But here's the thing I feel like about those and the the inclusion of the taping of the previous categories, they kind of just tossed them in as if people knew what the hell these were. They didn't really introduce them or actually like uh, give them like a proper explanation. They kind of just tossed them in. And basically it just seemed like, uh, you know, as, uh, as kind of vapid as like a commercial where it's like, okay, this is a good time to get more popcorn. Like they just completely, if they were going to do it, they didn't do it right. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of a disorganized mess of an evening. You brought up a We Don't Talk About Bruno, though, which obviously was meant to be a placeholder for the Van Morrison song. I'm guessing he wasn't there. It was lackluster. Yeah, I guess because he's a, he's an anti-masker or anti-vax. I don't know. Perhaps he wasn't allowed to come in because of the COVID rules. But, um, you know, you brought it up anyway. Even though it didn't really fit thematically because it wasn't nominated or anything, uh, Rachel, as a musical you know, aficionado, what did you think about that number? Poorly done, and a lot of the singers were off-key. Really? Okay, I didn't pick up on any of that. Do you want to yeah. go into detail? It was it was kind of all over the place. Uh, it was very lackluster, like I said. Oh, geez, okay, because, like, somebody like myself who doesn't know it, I don't know any better when it comes to this stuff. I wouldn't have picked up on any of that. Mm-hmm. No, like, it was okay, but I don't see why they felt the need to include it when they could have devoted more time to the actual people involved. <laughs> ABC. Uh, sorry. Uh, please continue. <laughs> anything else to say about the structure of the ceremony or anything they included? Do we dare touch the in memoriam? I didn't mind that so much. I don't know. I think there's different ways to sort of celebrate the people who were there as well as mourn their loss. So it didn't rub me the wrong way, although I can see how it did for some people. I don't mind the idea behind it because it's a celebration as opposed to like just the the sorrow. There's a celebration of life as well. But had it been shot differently where the names and the images were at the back of the dancing was in the forefront and like for those who maybe can't read too well, uh, it bar- basically the emphasis was pulled away from those who passed away is the way that I feel about it. James, what about you? Any more gripes? <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like a chore to watch. I was saying before we started this episode that this made me kind of not want to watch the Oscars last year, and this year was my 20th ceremony. Jeez. So is it legitimately the worst of the 20 that you've seen? Uh, well, it's got... A, I mean, Franklin Hathaway was pretty bad, but it's up there for sure. But at least those had interesting wins, for the most part, I would say. Yeah. Uh, some of these wins were a little odd, but we'll get into that later. We will. Why don't we get into some happier territory and do what we did last year? Um, even though this is kind of outside of our realm of expertise, why don't we get into some of our f- best favorite, or sorry, so, into some of our favorite dressed celebrities last night? Like who who really wowed the evening and like was like the, you know, let's do a red carpet type thing. Yeah, um, I love a good jumpsuit, so I really think that both Ariana DeBose and Regina Hall looked awesome on the red carpet in theirs. Uh, Regina Hall went for the more dreamy and romantic look while uh, DeBose was bright red and, like, it was super, like, uh, super crisp cuts, I guess. It it just really worked. And I liked uh, Jessica Chastain's rainbow sherbet dress. Ah, yes. No, for me, Chastain was was the winner as well, and it's only appropriate that she... uh, won the Academy Award, um, I, I typically find, like, uh, designers just know the exact year that people are going to win because they usually end up looking, like, the best. Um, and then her, her post, uh, post-ceremony post dress, like, the green was also fantastic. 
And if there's gold in an actress's dress, watch out because she'll be up there. <laughs> Even if they're like the complete dark horse, they're going to work their way up. Yep. I also like Jane Campion completely doing the whole black dress thing and, and not having tons of bling and just pulling off a very simple look. It, it suited her artistic style. Absolutely. James, what about you? Do you have any uh, shout outs? I don't know. I guess I, d- I didn't really notice the outfits as much as I did last year. I don't know. Jessica Chastain's dress was, that was a really nice dress. Uh, I thought everybody was pretty well dressed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, there wasn't anything that particularly wowed me this year. Beyonce. Kristen Stewart was another good one. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the short shorts, but everything else I, th- I feel like was like show-stopping. Someone photoshopped her bottom half with Timothy Chalamet's top half, and like <laughs> wow. it, it was terrifying. <laughs> well, I guess the Oscars were long enough that they had time to do so. <laughs> um, Beyonce had the tennis ball green for her Be Alive performance, which I feel like was, was really appropriate. Uh, Shout-outs to uh, Jenny Beaven. As everyone here predicted, the Cruella black and white, amazing. Always best dressed. For the Beyonce video, I was waiting for somebody to throw a ball in or throw something into the scene and have it stick like Velcro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That would have been interesting. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, do we have any worse dressed shout outs before we move on? I guess Chalamet. I mean, it just didn't work on him. He was It was like peak Timothy Chalamet outfit, and it was just a little bit too much. I actually didn't have a problem with that myself. Uh, for me, and I know I'm like kind of the outlier here, I I like Nicole Kidman's dress outside of like the poofy dress in the middle. I just didn't, I didn't get it. Um, I don't know. Nobody this year was atrocious, so that's as close as, as I'm going to have to get, but still not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, let's get into the next order of business. Um, we were discussing the, you know, the three hosts before and how, um, you know, like that, that COVID search inspection joke just didn't really land. Did we like any of the jokes? Was anything worth mentioning? I, the only joke I liked was Wanda Sykes skit with the, the whole donor thing. Oh yeah. But that was about it. Yeah. Nothing really stands out to me because a lot of these jokes were kind of forgettable. I thought the monologue was pretty strong at the beginning, but. I feel like the monologue was was not bad. I feel like um, a lot of it just doesn't add up if you think about it. So, like, the joke about um, the power of the dog, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've watched it three times. I'm halfway through. Uh, if it's a joke about its duration, at least five of the nominees for Best Picture are longer, I think. If it's a, a joke about it being slow, I, I guess I understand. Uh, I don't know. Um, I would have to say, because of... That incident, I feel like Amy Schumer bringing everything kind of back and being like, gee, did I miss something? It's kind of kind of restless in here. I feel like was a, a relatively nice way of, of acknowledging it without really giving too much time to it. Yeah, I'd give her that. Yeah, which uh, more than the, you know, the, the written jokes, mediocre or poor, that to me speaks more about how a host handles something. And I feel like it was actually pretty good. Yeah, some of the most memorable host moments I've seen over the years were off-the-cuff comments like that that weren't planned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about... So, no, no more jokes. I guess there really weren't any. <laughs> it just wasn't that much fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, what I will say is the bulk of the success last night probably came from the actual speeches and wins themselves. So let's get into those. 
Uh, one thing I'd like to highlight is I really like the presentation of Best Picture, where I, I it's dubious as to whether Liza Minnelli even should have been there, but she was clearly struggling, and I think she and Lady Gaga were so good with each other in such a class act, and that really stood out to me. That's not a win, but I want to highlight it. On that note, you know, because something else which we are going to be addressing after this segment um we all know what it is we, we all know what it is even those who didn't watch know what this is i will say that as much as that's being discussed i wish more people were discussing lady gaga because if that person came out of this tainted she came out of this evening on my opinion like the utmost example of grace and um class yeah she was one of the big snubs of the year and yet she was totally full on in there Yep, and the way that she handled, as you said, um, you know, Liza Minnelli struggling up there, I thought was just touching and authentic and just a sign of, like, a really, really beautiful character. Really, I kind of like the mini reunions of various films they did over the evening in general. I think that's the kind of thing the Academy should do to get viewers in. But maybe honoring them a little better. I feel like uh, just having the people on the stage isn't really enough because it's like they're just showing up. I feel like if they introduce themselves, like I get what they were trying to do with the extreme athletes like Sean White and Tony Hawk for the Bond thing, but it could have been Phineas and, and Billie Eilish who were winners for uh, No Time to Die. Um, if they introduced it like after their song, maybe they could have performed because it's a Bond theme song and tied it all together. There are ways that they could have gone about this, or like De Niro and Pacino discussing The Godfather. There are ways they could have gone about this. Also, I think if we're honoring anniversaries, can we do it on like one that makes sense? Pulp Fiction, 28 year anniversary, didn't make sense. <laughs> the, the, the that 20, was really weird. Uh, that was my, arguably my favorite film that they honored, even more than The Godfather, and that just did not make sense to me. Like, 28 years? Why not go for something that's like 12? Isn't that just as important? Jeez. Yeah, but some of the wins, like, uh, did you guys have any big surprises or any or any particular speeches that went off well? The win for Summer of Soul is probably the only thing I really cared about at the end of the night. I mean, it's Questlove's first film, his first time being nominated, and it's his first win all in one night. It was a good win. I'm sorry that it got stuck in the middle of something else. Um, uh, the Windshield Wiper won Best Animated Short, which I know you guys were both going for, so that's good. Um... I loved Yunya Jung and um, Troy Kotzer and the whole way they did the win for Coda for supporting actor. Absolutely. Like, if there's one thing that the producers and director of last night did well and correctly with the Academy Awards, it's not cutting away every time he referenced, uh, you know, Sean Hedder or the, the cast and crew. So, uh, because he was signing and he could speak to everybody and, you know, if you cut away, you're not going to be able to understand what he's saying. So, I feel like, you know, being able to, like, just focus one shot on him was very appropriate. Um, I think Ariana DeBose also had a good speech and Jessica Chastain's was pretty strong. Um, those are the ones that stood out to me the most. And it was disgraceful that they tried to play off the drive my car director. I was just about to say, you notice they tried to cut him short. Oh, my God. So quickly, too. Yeah. And then they gave... Um, the lead actor winner, Mr. Smith, um, <laughs> like 10 minutes to ramble on. Aye, <laughs> when, um, as we all know, uh, he might have not even been there in other ceremonies. We'll get to that in a second. 
there is one elephant in the room wins-wise we need to discuss. And that is the best picture. The quota of Coda. Uh, three uh, nominations. Uh, I was the so least... hoping you were going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, three nominations. Uh, the least amount of all of the best picture nominees, and yet it secured all of them. In fact, when it comes to last night's wins, do you want to know who the biggest winners are? So obviously Dune with six technical awards, including uh, best original score as well, which kind of doesn't fall into the technical category, but there you go. Um, also watch for cinematography, film editing, sound, uh, production design, all sorts of good stuff. So that won the most. Second place is Coda with three. Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor for Troy. And in third place, no other film won more than one outside of those two and... The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Every film from The Power of the Dog, Belfast, Drive My Car was less successful than both Coda and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. What a weird lopsided evening. <laughs> it just, and I think more than I've ever seen when it comes to this whole 10 or 6 to 10 best picture format. Three films went at home empty-handed. Three, an astounding three. Don't Look Up, Nightmare Alley, and, Lic and Licorice Pizza. Just crazy. And The Power of the Dog um, won only Best Director, and that's the first time that's happened since 1967 for The Graduate. Mike so Nichols. I'm glad if it had to win one, it was that one, but still. That's why I was like kind of wondering, is it possible that it's going to happen again? But I, I guess it did. In, the, in these uncertain times, uh, it certainly did. You know, a lot of people have been commenting that people are just sort of worn out about the pandemic and that's why everyone's so complainy and cranky about the Oscars and that's why things are so messed up. And I get that vibe. It feels like we're all just out of sorts. And that would explain why something easily... Coda is not my favorite film of the bunch, let me tell you. Um, Hallmark movie. <laughs> but it's the warmest film of the bunch. And I feel like that certainly speaks to our times as to what people are kind of gravitating towards. You can't ignore the technical achievements of Dune, but you can ignore it as a film, I guess, you know, and its direction. Um, I, I don't know how still to this day, but you can't ignore it in favor of something that speaks to you on an emotional level. So while Coda is not nearly as impressive with how it's made, it resonated with people, even if it was in the last couple of weeks. Speaking of warmth, we might as well address the real event of last night. Uh, you know, if Coda was the warmest thing about last night, there was certainly something colder. So, uh, before we get into our thoughts, I'll just detail it for whoever um, has gone on a five-day retreat and has completely missed on what's go missed out on what's happening in the world, like Jared Leto did with COVID nineteen. Um, if you're living under a rock and you just completely have no idea what happened, we have uh, Mr. Chris Rock introducing the best documentary feature category. This is what we were talking about earlier with the Summer of Soul, uh, kind of being sidetracked. And he went around, you know, mocking everybody. Uh, he, he landed on Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, saying that if she loses Best Actress, he's going to have to lose Best Actor, and he was praying that Will Smith was going to win. Everything was hunky-dory, until he brought up Jada Pickett-Smith looking like G.I. Jane, Demi, Demi Moore and G.I. Jane, asking when Part 2 is going to be coming out. Uh, in case you don't know, Jada Pickett-Smith has been suffering from alopecia. 
That's precisely when Will Smith went on stage, slapped him, and proceeded to scream back from his seat, um, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Twice. Twice. And that's when the entire evening became so dead silent. This was no longer a joke. People thought this was a skit, and it wasn't. What are our initial thoughts about what happened? One thing is that what we saw in Canada and the U.S. wasn't what fully happened. So you can find the full video online, but I think a lot of people thought it was a joke for much longer than they should have because a lot of it got cut out. Yeah. uh, My girlfriend and I were actually having uh, Bell cable box issues. Uh, Thanks, Bell. Perfect timing. Last night. And uh, we kept having to reset the box. But also, uh, not ironically, thank you, Bell, for five on the phone so I could keep watching. Um, So when this happened, she actually thought that our reception was cutting out again. And I said, no, this is what they do when they censor. But I think Will Smith's like kind of just swearing as a joke. I I didn't get the full extent of what was happening until uh, footage of Australian and Japanese, you know, uh, Capturings uh, were were leaked, and boy, was it not fake. <laughs> James, what about you? What did you think the second that you saw this? Well, I thought the initial act was shocking, and then once the audio cut out, I was like, "What's going on?" And then I was, you know, looking it up, and then I'd seen the uncensored version, and I was just like, "What is happening?" I don't know. I think it's just. There's a lot of discussion on the internet right now about who's right and who's wrong. And I just kind of look at it like this, regardless of the scenario, I don't think this is, shouldn't have played out on camera. That's really it. I think that Rock's joke was pretty bad. It was very tasteless and not kind. And they had every right to be upset about it. It's just, you don't ever respond with violence. You, you They could have left in protest. They could have talked to him after. Anything like that. And... He went up, he engaged in a violent act, and then he was brought back up to do his speech like 10 minutes later, like nothing had happened. And it not only, I think, was incredibly, like, it was aggressive and not good, but it also took away from everybody who was being honored that night. I barely remember what happened after that. And, yeah, it just, he made it all about him, and I just find it really, really not not a good thing. <laughs> um, Academy, if you're listening, I came up with the perfectly written response. Uh, had um, had he not done that and wanted to address it in his actual uh, acceptance speech, he could have said, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you, Jada Pickett-Smith, for being the rock in my life. No matter if it's the media scrutinizing us and our family, if it's alopecia trying to get you down and you still look like the best person on earth and you're my goddess... And if you're, if you're Chris Rock and you're trying to discredit that and make you feel low, you never back down. You always persevere. And that's what I'm doing. You're my rock. We're not going to handle this jackass no more. Having, But, you know, that's not the case. He slapped him and he completely destroyed what was already not a great evening. He destroyed his legacy in the eyes of many. Many. Because this guy is like Tom Hanks. People look towards this guy for... Uh, you know, comfort. They look towards him as a pacifist. And this is the guy who Eminem made fun of for not swearing in his lyrics. And yet here he is, you know, screaming in the middle of a ceremony on live television. It's complete, complete opposite picture. Yeah. And the other thing is it drew even more attention to the joke that they were upset about. And it also brought their personal life into the spotlight. And I don't think either of them wanted that. 
No, absolutely not. And at the end of the day, we know, we know more than anybody in that room. We know that Will Smith wanted the Academy Award more than anyone in that room. This guy's been at it since he was a teenager, whether he was rapping or, you know, his young start on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This guy has been destined and working hard for these trophies, you know, Grammys, Emmys, whatever they may be. Now, not everybody who's in the entertainment business cares about this stuff like a Joaquin Phoenix or Kristen Stewart, you know, when it comes to the Oscars anyway, I think she loves, you know, some of the international awards she's gotten. But when it comes to specifically Academy Awards, nobody has worked harder in that room to get specifically that who's not been rewarded yet until last night than Will Smith. And within 30 minutes or so before that finally came to fruition, he completely, completely spoiled that that moment he's worked towards for almost nearly four decades. And the other thing is, you know, I don't want to put words in either of their mouths at all, but nobody seems to have asked uh, Jada Pinkett Smith what she wanted her husband to do, because to me it's kind of gross to have a man go up and fight your battles for you again this may not have been what she wanted and it was just a bad move just a bad move all around that's actually a fair point and you know i you know not to not to you know be this guy an instigator or anything but um there was a lot of leaked footage from people who were at the ceremony you know in between commercial breaks so you could see denzel washington and tyler perry and uh, a number of other people uh trying to you know console will smith because clearly he was heated and he wasn't feeling good and this was his big night and now it's been ruined i think i saw like one or two people address jada pickett smith yeah just saying yeah and uh i can say like if my partner resorted to violence over something involving me, I'd be embarrassed as hell. I don't, I don't know how she feels again. I do not want to say that was her reaction, but you know, the whole thing was just such bad taste. Yeah. You stand up for the person that you love, but you do it right. You do it as the bigger person. Look, I love Chris Rock as a comedian. That joke was completely distasteful, but with, one action, Will Smith suddenly reversed the table's 180. Chris Rock came out of this looking like the bigger man. Like, he moved on, didn't fight back, tried to just keep the ceremony going, didn't even press charges, acknowledging that he was in the wrong for the joke that he said and knowing that he kind of incited this. But that's what I'm saying. If Chris Rock looks better than Will Smith at the end of the day, when Chris Rock is polarizing and Will Smith is the comfort guy that people look forward to seeing, you know, the mass public, that says a lot. One action undid all of that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he's got a lot of material for his next special. Oh, yeah. I think and it's also it's it's all anyone's talking about now. Nothing else matters from the Oscars but that moment. And again, that's so sad for all the winners. Like, I barely remember Jessica Chastain's speech because I was still shocked about what was going on. And it's too bad because Jessica Chastain uh, devoted, which first off, she's an Oscar winner. That is, oh, it's been over long. I don't care what movie it's for. It's been over long. But she used her speech as an opportunity to highlight something which is often not talked about enough, which is suicide awareness, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community. But just anybody who feels suicidal like that that was something that like felt genuine it seemed like something that she really just wanted to address and get people aware about and um again if it's been or like you know the academy addressing the war in ukraine 
uh, saying that they don't condone violence, and here's Will Smith smacking a guy. Like, it just completely erased everything. And I can tell you, in any other business, in any other function, and even if Smith had been a little less famous, he would have been ejected from the room. That's another thing. So when the sound cut out, and I thought it was, like, you know, played for a joke because maybe the swearing was... Uh, was, you know, written into it and everything. I initially told people who, uh, when this first happened, and I guess probably the same for, for both of you, especially Rachel, because uh, you're probably seeing us like the Oscars go-to for everybody. I was getting messages left, right, and center, like, oh my God, is this real? And I said, no, of course it's not real. They would have cut to commercials. They would have had security rushing the stage. But <laughs> apparently it was real and none of that happened. So what does that tell you? And this sets a precedent because, you know, Comedians make distasteful jokes all the time. Are people going to start rushing the stage in the future? I don't know. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, you're given the front row spot because the, the likelihood of you winning that evening or being spotlighted or something because you're, like, the person of the hour, whether you're destined to win Best Actress or you're... Um, you know, like Jack Nicholson, who used to, like, do, be the front row all the time because they would make quips at him and he'd take it in stride. First off, I don't even know if this guy's ever going to be invited back. He will. He's Will Smith. We'll see, though, because, uh, you know, last time I checked, which was a couple of minutes ago, apparently, this is breaking news in case uh, if you didn't see this, this is literally minutes old. The Academy condemns the action to Mr. Smith at last night's show. This is an official statement. We have officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conduct, and California law. Wow, because this morning they put out a tweet, but it was very weak. It was just like, we condemn violence, congrats to all the winners. And yeah, so this is, that's huge. I'm telling you, like if they refuse to bring back somebody like a Casey Affleck, which what Casey Affleck has, did was much, much, much worse, but that was like outside of the Academy and that was like, you know, a depiction of his awful character. But when it comes to something like this, which happens at the actual ceremony, what's the Academy going to do about it to show like, you know, to set a good example of what they really believe in, in terms of the safety of their guests, they've got to do something. Exactly. And it did launch a thousand memes, so <laughs> at least the internet had a good day. Uh, before we move on, do we want to spotlight any of the best ones, or should we just move on? Yeah, we should just move on. Um, I like the reaction of Lupita Nyong'o, who I think was right behind Smith, and just, we all became her in that moment. Yeah, which, uh, before we move on, because I think James wants to move on as well, Lupita Nyong'o, the fact that she was a part of the Ellen Oscar selfie, the fact that she's a part of this, she won... Best Supporting Actress for her debut major film role in 12 Years a Slave. Can we just admit that Lupita Nyong'o's like the goddess of the Academy Awards at this point? Yep, I, I, I'm very comfortable giving her that title. Me too. Um, while we still proceed to collect our thoughts, how did our predictions go last night? Bad. I missed a whole bunch. I think because I had too much faith in the Academy. Uh, like which ones did you get wrong um picture i got the acting ones right i got uh two out of three shorts wrong i got a whole bunch of the technicals wrong because some of them i put i did not put dune uh like i i put tick tick boom for editing which it should have won yeah yeah i, did. I, I forgot to do a final prediction so i didn't really get to do a tally but i don't i, I gotta say the one thing well shout out to dune for winning all those awards i thought that made it kind of a boring event it took all the tech. It, it, it's like, all right, I guess, I don't know. I, I, that whole night, I, I guess I was just like, you know, this, this really isn't an, it, it doesn't, there wasn't much competition. 
or we thought there was more competition than there was compared to what won. Um, I'm so I'm kind of surprised at that Belfast win though for screenplay. I was really hoping it was going to be worst person in the world. Yeah, to me the screenplay is one of the weaker elements of Belfast, but yeah. And yet that's the only thing that won. Um, so I got the best results of my predictions that I've ever received. I was actually only one off, but I don't feel any joy or anything. And I can tell you why, which, uh, by the way, the one that I got wrong was for production design. I thought my Nightmare Alley would have gotten a one win there, but it was yet another Dune win. So there you have it. I don't feel that much joy because it's not so much that I feel like I was magically guessing and predicting what was going to win as much as I was predicting but I feel like outside of the Will Smith moment this was without question in my opinion one of the most predictable Oscars of all time there was not even the one that I got wrong was not really like a surprise or like a dark horse win or anything it was like me kind of trying to play the odds a little bit not a single winner last night came out of left field not a single shock not one no, it was kind of boring. I I had friends over last night. And I was a little embarrassed to subject them to last night. Did you have at least like a lot of like fun amongst yourselves? Oh yeah, like we we did our whole fashion critique and everything. It was good, but it was it was sort of sad. Yeah. I mean, it Yeah. I guess how can they improve next year? That's our final note. How can they improve next year? Well, after 20 straight years in a row of watching the Oscars, after seeing someone assault another person and then be able to make a speech 10 minutes later with no repercussions, I'm not sure if I want to watch the Oscars next year. Wow. Wow. And I, I can't say that I fault you for that either. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll have forgotten all about this 10 months from now, but... I think they should try to... They should watch last year's awards over and try to replicate something like that because honestly i think that did a better job of celebrating like cinema than what we saw last night it's it's not supposed to be a comedy show get rid of that it it honestly is they try they use that to try to make it fun but it sucks the fun out of everything inversely i wish we hadn't had such an anticlimactic end to our oscar season (laughs) <laughs> right because i feel like with a lot of the uh the discoveries we made uh especially with like the shorts category some of the stronger stuff to uh what we were able to appreciate like i don't know how many people would have watched something as amazing as the worst person in the world outside of obama's glowing endorsement of course but um that or drive my car which Uh, That's the thing. I feel like the nominations, and this is usually not a good sign, the nominations were more uh, of a celebration and a joyful event than the actual wins themselves. So here's Drive My Car getting nominated for all sorts of major stuff, and it wins one thing. Or The Power of the Dog being like the top dog, pun intended, yet it won like one thing. So, you know, yeah, very anticlimactic for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of a depressing end to our season. Um, do you have anything more to say, James? Uh, I'm looking forward to like just watching movies this year and seeing how the nominations will go next year. But yeah, if they're going to, I don't know. I I think this is, after last year and this year, I think they definitely do need to kind of like look at what they're doing and make some changes. Maybe hire some security for the stage. 
hire us as you know orchestrators of what the ceremony will look like. Um, yes, put us in charge. <laughs> I'm sorry though, James, because uh, you know Rachel's been watching this more than I have, or for longer than I have. Um, I've been doing this for over ten years now, uh, James. We roped you into this, and yet you've had two exceptionally lackluster ceremonies so far. So sorry. I get to at least watch a bunch of movies. Yeah. Also, this year makes last year look better in comparison. Last year looks like a breeze. Like that whole thing with Chadwick Boseman seems like like perfectly fine in comparison to mm-hmm. just just wow. Um, can we all? I was going to ask everybody for like a final letter grade of the entire night. Are we, is it safe to say that we're all like E's or you know, God forbid, F's? Yeah, I'd say a D. I'd make last year like a B. A D. Okay, that's that's a little generous, James. You. I think I think a D only because it's like there were some decent moments. I think it was just they tried to going so long without hosts trying to bring that back. It was just a mess. I guess I'm a little bit more cynical. I'm actually going an E. Um, I feel like so much of even like whatever went decently well uh, was just inex- it was still inexcusable in the grand picture when it came to like eliminating stuff and they still ran over long they still um, were contradictory and i read a really interesting article that said last night you know the oscars are supposed to be about you know they're supposed to be about loving movies you know the celebration of love yeah last night between the slap which nobody predicted would happen but between that and allowing him to stay and ramble on um between that the uh the very off-kilter jokes which we pointed out before um a lot of the problematic stuff so much stuff brought hate towards the ceremony and i kind of have to agree with it it just every innovation that they had was either anticlimactic or an antithesis of what they were trying to do and it just made the whole series of bad decisions so much worse in execution because not only were they as bad as we predicted they were possibly worse so, an E. Tune in next year, folks. Well, we'll always have the movies. There were some good ones. Speaking of good movies, um, we've got a couple that we're going to be covering next week, right, Rachel? Oh, that's right. So we've got Cinematic Smorgasbord, and um, some of these movies were Oscar-nominated during good years. So we have as our individual picks Bully, Being There in Wait Until Dark, and then The Sterile Cuckoo, starring Liza Minnelli as our collective. Fantastic. And if you want to hear us rant about the Oscars again next year or be a little bit more civil uh, for the rest of the year. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under the K-Cut. Fantastic. And uh, uh, we gave the Oscars D's and an E. Uh, Let us know what you would give it. But for the final letters of the episode, that was the K-Cut. We're now going into the L-Cut.